and welcome to Hope For Me Live. Today we're going to be uh, in part two of righting the wrongs. We're always going to do wrong. People are going to do wrong, but what we do with the things that or the mistakes that we make are going to be really critical to your walk with the Lord and your success as a human being. So we did an overall look at this um, specific issue on the past show. In this specific show, we're going to be going through a detailed plan on righting the wrongs. Another term to use would be restitution. Mm -hmm. So let's start with this. When we are able to address our wrong choices and not just shove it under the carpet, um, it may not fix the natural consequences that are going to be created. Right. Some people think, well, I mean, what do you mean? I mean, I made it right, so why do I still have to have natural consequences? It, yeah, it's it, it's how it works, you know. If you um, yell at your, you know, friend, and the natural consequences are that friend is going to have hurt feelings, and it doesn't just go away or disappear. It has to be dealt with. So those natural consequences with those hurt feelings, unless you're willing to make that restitution, that friend might just stop hanging around you because they don't they can't trust that you're not going to hurt them again. So so you, you, the natural consequences just don't go away. That friend has a choice and may decide it's too risky to be your friend and may not be friends with you even if you apologize. There are natural consequences for our actions, but if we're willing to take responsibility and go through the, the restitution plan, um, there's a good chance that that friend may forgive yeah. you. But And it's really designed not just for righting that specific wrong, but really it's designed for a much larger picture of, right. of, of walking correctly and learning from the mistake for future choices that you're going to make. Right, building your integrity, building your character, being a trustworthy person. That really takes you a long way in this world. Mm. Yeah, and you know, there's so much pe there's so much healing that needs to occur out there. There's so much hurt out there. Uh, the book of James in chapter five says, "Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed." There is this great connection between confessing your sins, mm -hmm. having that restitution, being sorry for what you've done, trying to make it right, praying. It says that's where the healing is. Right. So if we are seeking to right our wrongs and we're seeking the forgiveness and admitting what we've done, um, that's where the healing occurs between other people. That's mm -hmm. where healing um, happens in our own individual hearts. And that's mm -hmm. where God brings healing. Right, right, right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's as we learn that and we get better at it and we grow, we practice it, we grow in it. And it just becomes easier and easier and easier if it, we just make it part of our life. It's what we do. We mm -hmm. make bad, we're going to make bad choices, but if we make a decision in our heart and mind, when I make a bad choice, I'm going to do everything I can to make it better, I'm to fix it, to do what I can to restore. Um, if that's just, it slowly and surely becomes just the person you are. Mm, yeah. You know, being bold is going to be very important. Being yeah. brave and courageous to, to take responsibility for these actions, um, that's going to basically help you become a trustworthy person in other people's eyes. Right, right. It, it, it gives, it's, it's like a key that opens the door. And if you become trustworthy, like I was just saying, um, it inspires good relationships and good emotional health. And, and good um, life circumstances, it just does. It opens those doors for those good things. You know, think about this. Ask yourself this question. Let's say you're single, 
and you have two people that you're dating or you're seeing, okay? One person, um, they are so very honest about their mistakes, and they make mistakes, but they're honest about those mistakes, and they seek restitution, and they're humble enough to admit it, okay? So you got that one person. Then you got this other person who appears perfect, but you've kind of noticed that they're not going to admit to anything. Mm. Would you prefer to have the almost perfect person or the real imperfect person that is truly got a heart to make things right? That's what they call in the dating world red flags. <laughs> so if you see someone who cannot take responsibility for their wrongs or even admit them and, and, and apologize for them, that's definitely a red flag. It's a lack of character. It, it's a lack of integrity. And that could lead to other dark places mm. for sure. So depending on the level of wrong choices made, um, thought of dealing with it may be overwhelming for a lot of people. Okay, overthinking it can keep you overwhelmed. Can you yeah. talk about that? Yeah, so so when you think of the thing that, that, that you've done or the wrong choice you've made or the position that you put yourself in that's not so good, it could be, um, it could stun you in a way. It, it could be the thought of dealing with it, become, you know, the fears, the worries, the concerns could, can just be overwhelming and just paralyze you. Um, and what, what tends to happen is we begin to overthink it. Well, this could go wrong or that could go wrong or what if. The what ifs and the assumptions are killers. They just are. They will keep you paralyzed and overwhelmed. So the overthinking it, thinking about it too much, is, 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 w will actually paralyze you. So it's better just to begin to um, make a plan. Make a plan how you're going to move forward. And um, make a plan and just begin to take those steps one by one, just little by little. Um, and then as you begin to just take that first step, it kind of brings some relief and brings some vision how you can move forward um, and gives you that courage that you need. The enemy of New Testament Christianity are two words, what if. Yeah, definitely. That's just not faith. Right. But right. it's a great thing to say to yourself. What if? Right. Because it's a. It is a, two words that are based entirely on fear. Right. Mm. So no matter how much time has passed, doing your best to right or wrong is always going to be good. Can you talk about that? Because there are things that may have brewed for years ago, especially in marriages or or family relationships that have not been fixed. Right. I mean, especially relationships going Time back. Time doesn't heal. It does not heal. Um, if there was nothing done to bring restoration, it just kind of sits there. It doesn't go away. You might forget it in your head, but I promise you your heart and your emotions don't. You may not even know why you don't like that other person or you're mad at that other person because you forgot, but your heart didn't well i mean think of it as if you have a family feud with somebody and then they have a family reunion then you have to worry can i go to this is this okay are we going to be able to deal with it again depending on how big the issue is but if you want to live a life that you're not afraid or held back from doing the things that bring joy and health and wholeness 
you got to face these things. You don't want to spend your life go- deciding if you're allowed to go to a family union or not. I mean, so, so it's not worth it. It's it's better to just go ahead and begin that process of, of bringing some kind of uh, restoration um, and so that you can experience that freedom. And you can what you can do is you do your part and you let God take care of the rest. You trust that he is going to bring that restoration. If your heart is in the right place and you're doing your part and um, coming up with that plan, it, it, it's going to be good. Well, let's talk about that plan. So we have five points, okay, five points. Point number one, okay, be honest with yourself. Fully acknowledge your part in the wrong. Oh, boy. Eh, I don't Whoa. Right. I mean, gosh, I'm thinking of Archie Bunker here. <laughs> I mean, you know, so many people, they just like, they can't do it. Right. And if you can't, if you can't do number one, you're dead in the water at that point. Yeah. It's you, the foundation of it's everything It's the foundation. Else. If you can't even get to number one, there's no way of moving forward. You have to be willing to be completely honest yourself uh, you know a big uh, hurdle or roadblock is justification mm-hmm. a human nature we want to justify our actions we always want to think we have good intentions and so we want to justify what we've done or what we've said and so it kind of it, we're not always honest with ourselves but so you got to kind of do some introspection and be very honest about the part that you played the decision you made and your motives and really be honest about it and, and be able to acknowledge, okay, this is what I've done. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. What's the New Testament law? The New Testament law is summed up in Luke 6.31. Do to others as you would have them do to you. I mean, I, I don't know how else you, I mean, that's it. You take that, that's the foundation of the New Testament. Through, right. through the Lord Jesus, of course. Right. So understanding putting yourself in the other person's shoes being willing to do this so is very important. Number two, be willing to apologize to anyone you may have hurt, taking full responsibility for your part, and make sure the apology is with the right attitude. Right. It has to be sincere. Honestly, people can see through. <laughs> see, th- And that's why number one is so important, is because you need to fully understand what you did wrong in order to be able to apologize in a way that's sincere. Mm-hmm. Um, the other people need to understand you understand what you really did wrong. And this apology goes under the New Testament concept that before there can be repentance, before there can be a restoration of a relationship, there has to be godly sorrow. Right, right. And this, this is, you don't have godly sorrow, nothing. I mean, you can't be, quote, saved without godly sorrow in the sense that you've got to be sorry for your sins, identify your sins, recognize your sins. Right, right. You know, and, and a good thing to, to understand is put yourself in a position when someone has, you know, when, when I was little, I, I grew up with a lot of kids in my family. There's 12 of us, and there was a lot of fighting going on. And when my brothers, who love to torment me, they're amazing people now, but they, could, they could love to torment me. Could you share with us about what they did? I'd love to hear it. <laughs> That's for a whole nother show. We don't have enough time. But but yes, they, they, they love to torment me, and, and I'm sure I tormented them at some level. Um, but, but you know, then you, you would, Mom, you know, my brothers are doing this or that. And she would say, all right, you need to apologize to your sister. And they'd be like, sorry. you yeah. know. Yeah, the sorry I, <laughs> just doesn't cut it. Because Mom told them to. Yeah. Is you know did I believe that? Sorry, no. But you know it's all it's all fun and games. As Good a kid, practice. I guess. Yeah. So so you don't want that a kind of apology. You want one that really understands. Okay, I hurt you. I did this thing that was wrong, and I I don't want to 
continue to make that mistake you and want to punch and, the mic again and make sure yeah, okay. that d- that doesn't happen that is a, a true apology and that's what builds character that's what's important and i also want to remind you is it's never too late you might have had an incident happen 20 years ago 20 years ago where you did something to somebody that wasn't good even if that friendship is over and there's no more, if you have reached out and you've done everything even 20 years later to finally humble yourself and, and apologize and acknowledge that incident, even if that you don't regain that friendship, you still are becoming a healthier person mm-hmm. and probably are not going to repeat the same. All right, so five steps to remember um, how to make things right. One, be honest with yourself. Two, uh, be willing to apologize correctly Mm -hmm. three take inventory of the consequences of your actions and determine if there's anything you can do to make it right right open your eyes to the consequences of what happened right and and if you're having a hard time seeing the full consequences you might want to recruit a a good friend someone who will be honest with you um, and tell them the story honestly and let them kind of point out how it might affected others around you or your situation so you can grasp a full understanding of those consequences and then from there you can begin to to look at it and say hey is there anything I can do to fix it is there anything I can do to bring reconciliation restoration and I'm not just talking about relationships or I'm talking about in your job or in your ministry or you know um, those kinds of things I've made these mistakes is there anything I can do to make up for it you might have lost that job but you can still go back and, and acknowledge what you've done and apologize so it's, it's always making you healthier and getting you in a better place mentally and emotionally and spiritually um, to do better in your life. Yeah, it's all about making things right and then setting yourself up so you don't make the same stupid mistake again. Right. And we're all going to make stupid mistakes. I'm not calling you stupid. I'm stupid. You're stupid. We're all stupid. We're, I mean, in the sense that we make we do stupid things. Right. Uh, number four, that's the way to endear myself to the listeners. You're, <laughs> You're stupid. <all> stupid. <laughs> number four, use your experience to learn why you made the choices you did, how you can make sure it won't happen again. Right. It can all be a learning process. And, you know, it's that's such a good um, character building. If you can take the, the hard things in your life and you can make it a learning process so that you can do better and not make the same mistakes, you're you're so much better off with that. How, I mean, I can't tell you how 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 happy I would be to not make the same mistakes that I made in the past. And, and it's, it's important. That's a good character. Um, yeah. To have character building. building and, yeah. Okay. You made this mistake. Stop. Why did I do that? Right. And, and then you have to really pray. Mm-hmm. Let the Lord. I mean, he's going to tell you this. If you're listening, he'll tell you because he doesn't want you to repeat the mistake. Right. And listen, was it pride? Was it fear? I can't imagine those are those are the two biggest of all that lead to almost every other mistake. But right. whatever it is, that way you know this is where I am. It's like taking that inventory. This is where I am. This is where I want to go. Right. And then taking the steps to make it happen. Right. Absolutely. All right. Last but not least, education and accountability. Okay. There are very useful tools to reconcile your wrongdoings and keep them from reoccurring. Now, on the education side, so there's really two points here. On that education side, I'm thinking from a pastoral level level that people need to educate themselves more about the truths of the Bible. Mm-hmm. They need to educate themselves more about their own personal struggles right. and be willing to open their eyes to what's really going on instead of closing their eyes, putting their hands on their ears, and just going, ah. 
Right. You know right, what I mean? Right. No, this is no video uh, broadcast here, so you didn't <laughs> see me looking like a nut. Um, but that education is going to be key. Right. Wisdom. And, and, and a lot of times that's why we do counseling is, is a part of our counseling is to help educate um, people on, you know, brokenness and, you know, emotional and mental health and spiritual health. You know, that that's something that we try to do and, and educate on how to communicate and educate on how to um, do reconcile process. You know, sometimes people just don't know how. So go to those who have gone before, who have who've gone through what you've gone through. Go, go find wisdom um, wherever you can and learn so that you can do things better and, and be accountable. If you struggle, uh, find someone that you can be accountable with that will lovingly tell you when you're, you're getting off track or you're in danger of, of um, you know, making those mistakes again. Those things are, are just will set you up for such success. In the New Testament, we learn that the truth will set you free. Right. And that has so many layers, you know, involved in it because Jesus is the truth and he's the one that sets us free. But the truth will set you free in this specific arena. Right, right. So important. That's the education. Then the accountability means there's someone else walking alongside you. Right. You can't be accountable to yourself. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can be, but, but realistically and biblically, there needs to be accountability partners. Right. I, you know, I think God created us for partnership and, and to build each other up and to help each other, uh, you know, to, uh, others along. Um, and, it, you know, if you're reaching out for help and you're helping others, I mean, I, I think that's how he made it. It's going to make that walk that much easier. So I'm listening to the show. Um, you may be helping people through this process and maybe this has been helpful to you. I want to lead you kind of with a charge from scripture in Galatians chapter 6. One. Here's some great marching orders. It's a good one for us. Um, as a pastor, counselor, and podcasters trying to bring healing to the nations. Listen to this. It says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. That's, that's a great verse for us to say this is what our goal is. Right. Is, is to help people um, who need help and to help restore them in a spirit of gentleness, in a spirit of love, in humility. Um, you might know people who need this help. This is your calling. Mm -hmm. Okay, If you're spiritual, if you're walking with the Lord, be on the lookout to help restore people with this spirit of gentleness. And if you have that spirit of gentleness, um, so many wonderful things can happen. Right. If you have a spirit of pride, um, it gets ugly. Right. And and you're, if you do have that... That desire and those tools, it's so needed today. People need that. They need that help to be able to walk through and, and become healthy. So here's right. your gift. Angie, thank you so very much. You're listening Absolutely. to HopeForMe.Live. The number is 657-HAPPY-ME. If you need to speak to one of our trained volunteer counselors, Angie mans the phone line a lot, and she is really, really good at what she does. Oh, thank so you. give that call at 657 me $10. <laughs> 657-HAPPY-ME. Website, HopeForMe.Live. God bless everybody. We'll see you next time.